Hello and welcome to another episode of the In Between Podcast. Let's go ahead and get this thing started. Hello there and welcome to another episode of the In Between Podcast with your host as always, Kyle McLemore. Thank you so much for tuning in. Oh man, mouth is so watery because rocking my Austin Americano thanks to the new sponsor of the podcast, not really, Dunkin' Donuts, because the in-between podcast runs on Dunkin'. Not really, please don't sue me, but a uh, special shout out to Dunkin' for offering me the same exact coffee I get from Starbucks for half the price. Um, this is actually a small, which is actually the same size as a medium. Uh, I think the first time I went to Dunkin', I got a large, and it's like this fucking big. I was like, I mean, <laughs> not a large. I got a medium, and it was like the size of a large. And I just was like, God damn, I can't drink that much coffee, Dunkin'. Um, but yeah, Starbucks, what the hell? I had no idea that they were charging the hell out of me for the same exact coffee, but... Now that I got this uh, Dunkin' close to home, you know I'll be going there a whole lot more. Hang on one second. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Ah, oh yeah, yeah, sure. I could edit out that sip or two, but then you'd miss out on the authenticity of this podcast. That's what makes it real life. Is you to see every sip. That's right. I could cut away right here, but I'm not gonna. I want you here for every sip. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Duncan. And thank you so much for tuning in. We've got some exciting news. Let's hit it with some exciting music. That's right. The In-Between Podcast and all other... Well, I mean, it's just the In-Between Podcast right now. But, you know, we are available. I mean, if you do you like this podcast? Do you enjoy watching and listening to this podcast? Are you a big fan of the in-between podcast, but you hate looking at my face? Do you enjoy this podcast, but you just can't stand the sight of my face? Well, you're in luck because the in-between podcast is now streaming audio only on wherever you get your podcasts. Hopefully where you get your podcast is Spotify because we're definitely on Spotify. We're also on like... um. I'd have to double check, but there's like four or five different ones, like uh, iHeartRadio maybe, and like uh, Dozer or whatever that other one is, uh, Podcast Addict or whatever, uh, and it, almost all of them, except for like iTunes, I want to say, and Apple Music, I want to say that I'm even, we even got it on uh, Amazon Music, not Apple yet, gotta do a whole Apple account and set it up through there, but... Like I said, if you're sick of looking at this face, but you can't get enough of this voice, well then head on over to wherever you get your podcast and feel free to follow and like and download. And Well, you know what? When you do audio, it's rate. So follow and rate and download. It's much appreciated. And hopefully, hopefully uh, you'll enjoy it as much as uh, watching. I mean, it's... Uh, it's pretty awesome, actually, to be able to, like, look up uh, the podcast on Spotify. It feels very official. It feels very proficient, uh, proficient professional. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so uh, if you happen to be on Spotify, go ahead and add us to your, add us to your likes and listens, and uh, it's much appreciated. 
What else is new? I wanted to talk as well about how clearly rocking some Keens gear, the great LA Keens, um, a little bit of, I mean, not even a little bit. It's a major bummer in LA Kings news. Uh, the great, the one and only Jonathan Quick, unfortunately, being traded. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like, oh man, does that hurt? Oh man, does that hurt my heart? But my head understands. Like, I get it. Logically, I get it. But still, uh, you're breaking my heart. <laughs> like, uh, so logically, yeah, like in terms of like professional athletes, Jonathan Quick is getting up there in age, like late 30s, which is basically like a senior citizen in professional sports. Not as fast as he was, not as... It just, you know, happens to literally everyone. Like you're not going to be prime time forever. But man, does it hurt to see him go, man. John, first of all, Jonathan Quick... Can we uh, appreciate how it's probably the greatest name in hockey? Jonathan Quick, especially for like a goalie, Jonathan Quick, best hockey name ever. Uh, he's also the man. Uh, he was like uh, prime time. I think I looked, he, they were showing his stats. Like, uh, yeah, huge foundation for why they were like bat to bat champions in the first place. And then you add that into like all his other stats, like 50 something complete shutouts, like didn't let anybody store once, like shut out, dude. Uh, Jonathan Twig will always go down as one of the all time great teens. It's a little, like, I keep saying a little, it's a huge bummer that he's, um, being like traded mid season too. So it's like, he doesn't even get like a cool, goodbye home game you know what i mean like uh the fans don't even get to say sayonara before he's like already out of here really really a bummer especially for such a amazing player like jonathan quick but you know hey uh overall team's still doing really good this year um i think last time i checked the standings they were number two just behind the vegas knights which are always tough to beat knights are always doing good but season's still going on still got a plenty of games ahead i don't know who's gonna replace them uh as goalie talked about some big hockey pads to fill like man jonathan quick all time, man, all time. Hopefully, uh, I'm sure they're going to retire his jersey for sure. I know that they did a statue for Dustin Brown, who also is like all time fucking the man, Dustin Brown. Also a big bummer when he retired last year. But, oh uh, yeah, they give him a statue and everything. So it's like, if Dust, dude, it, he, Dustin Brown and Jonathan, same level, dude, same exact level of deserving awesomeness so it's like if you're doing a statue of dustin brown there better be a statue of jonathan twig out there as well um man yeah all time super cool uh other stuff wanted to talk about dip a little toe into upcoming movies because got that uh new creed coming out which i am definitely gonna see and speaking of jordan jordan why can I never, um, Michael B. Jordan, there we go, speaking of MBJ, <laughs> uh, in the new Creed, 
Have you guys heard the big news about his next project, which is also kind of like a revival project for somebody else? Uh, that's right, it's I Am Legend 2, which is, uh, boy, I have a whole Santa bag full of mixed like, feelings on this one. So let's start with, like, uh, I don't know, what the good part of what I'm looking forward to? Like, all right, so I Am Legend, like... I am legend. Well, okay, so let's take it to the origin, right? I am legend, like the original source material, like the book, is probably my all-time favorite book. That's tough to say. Not all time, but it is like top five, top five favorite books I have ever read in my life. I vividly remember discovering that book because the first time I ever saw that book. It was in my friend's garage. We're just like, I don't know. I, I just stumbled upon this book, and I remember the cover. Throw that fucking cover art up there. Boom! Because it's the greatest cover art for a book ever. It's just a fucking ocean of vampires, and it's just like, oh, man, the last dude on Earth, and the entire Earth is filled with vampires. Such an amazing book, such an amazing classic, has been made into a movie like seven different times, and each one is god-awful. I will say that out of all the movies made, it's like uh, Omega Man and like all these other weird, there's one like from the 70s and stuff, all terrible, all not good, all very like not even close to the source material, which is like insulting, but I will say that the best out of all of them is probably I Am Legend, the Will Smith version, which even that is very, like, eh, average. Like, I remember seeing it for sure in theaters. I 100% saw it in theaters because, you know, I just you know I just said it was my favorite book, so hell yeah, I'm going to go see the movie version. And there we go. So perfect timing on that one. Just after I got done being this whole big old thing about talking about how I could cut it, but I'm not gonna because this podcast is all about one nice long cut. Having said that, ooh, what's better than starting a podcast and then having all the dogs outside lose their minds and start barking all together? That's right. They only do it literally anytime I'm trying to record. Now, what was I talking about? Try to get things back on track? Oh, that's right. I am legend. Oh, man. Yeah, um, the first... Uh, yeah, I saw it in the theaters. It's also one of those things where it's like, uh, it strays from the source material. Like, I, I, I kind of remember them being vampires a little bit, but they also had, like, more like a zombie vibe. Like, they were just like these weird... CGI zombies and the CGI would really come through when they would like yell. So I remember like it's funny the things you can't remember and the things that really stick in your mind. Like I remember <laughs> the the main zombie guy being like Rah! and like his mouth <laughs> opening an insane amount and like it just looked weird. Like um and then the all the other thing that really stands out of that movie is uh, his dog dying and he has to like smother it to death which is like a three minute scene of just like great like uh which is also what's making me not want to rewatch it again like i don't want to get all reattached to that german shepherd just to get my heart shattered when will smith has to like put it in a headlock and kill it because it gets like bitten or whatever uh and it's interesting too making a sequel when i'm pretty sure 
in the original cut, he dies. Uh, I think, uh, spoiler alert, uh, I think at the end of the movie, he's got like a grenade and I think they're all trying to get into the room and he's just like, oh, blows everybody up. I think there's like a deleted scene that it's like an alternate ending where he kind of like makes it through, I guess. And so I guess for the sequel, they're going with that alternate ending where Will Smith is still alive and he's teaming up with Michael B. Jordan somehow. It's interesting. It's also interesting that this is probably Will Smith's biggest, biggest project since the slapping. <laughs> since the slap heard round the world. Uh, and it's like, it's still like, I'm still affected by the slap. I can't even imagine Chris Rock, uh, if I'm still feeling the effects of the slap. Anytime I ever watch anything Will Smith related, I can't even like listen to Will Smith music. When's the last, dude, anytime I put on a getting jiggy with it, it's like, I cannot, all I think about is just him slapping Chris Rock. If I try to watch, um, anything if i try to watch i'm trying to think of what like the last will smith movie i watched i don't know men in black if i try to watch anything with will smith it's like i can't watch it because all i can think about is how weird it was when he slapped chris rock and how man talk about the fascinating it's so interesting how like a person can cultivate a image as like you know will smith dude like he he was will Smith, which is basically like a category of a person as like just really cool, super positive. Like there was nothing that you could say or like point to that was like negative about Will Smith. And in one blinding like flash, he just like, and it, like, all of that is just like erased. And it's like, oh, so you're actually kind of like insane and like kind of a dick and like, also, like, uh, what's going on with your lady, bro? Like, uh, it's just like this whole just explosion of Pandora's bots that opened up when he slapped him. And it's just like, man, I remember there's like a great video of like um, Jada Pinkett is like filming him. What was she asking him? She's like, why don't you tell like, tell the world how we like blah, 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 blah. And he's just like, um, so I worked really hard on like my like my public persona and so maybe don't just like ambush me with a camera like i don't know what this is like i'm not ready for this like stop uh, so man a whole career of just being perfectly in control and just everything nice and neat and calculated and then just one weird crazy night where you slap somebody and just all goes out the window and like, it comes back to like i'm not excited about I am legend too. Like, I think I probably would be, but just thinking about, like, I just am not. Is it weird that, like, I'm just not interested in seeing Will Smith stuff? Cause it's just like, instead of seeing him as cool, funny, chill, awesome Will Smith, I just see him as, like, unstable, uh, in a weird relationship. Like, clearly has clearly is going through some shit to where like he just has to stand up and slap somebody uh it, it, so it, it just like i don't know it just echoes it just brings me back to that night and it's like i can't i can't enjoy him 
being like in Men in Black when all I can think about is him just like having a mental breakdown and slapping Chris Rock. Like I can't enjoy it when I know that he's got like major <laughs> problems going on behind the scenes. Like uh if anything if anything, I just want like I don't know. I wouldn't mind like a documentary or something. Uh, let's go behind the scenes. Like, let's see what's going on in that. Or you know what? Maybe it's better just to leave it. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, maybe uh, once you peek behind the curtain, it's like once you see it, you can't unsee whatever's going on back there. Uh, Jada Pinkett getting railed by all these dudes or whatever. Um, that'd be tough on anybody, let alone Will Smith. But I am legend too. On its way, uh, plenty more German Shepherds to get attached to. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I don't know where they're going to go with it. He's just, you know, still surviving, I guess. Finds another dude and they bro out. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, but then we also have uh, that new Scream movie coming out, too. Scream 6. And then talk about a franchise that just really, like, <laughs> snuck by and, like, just picked up steam out of nowhere. Um, just like, man... Blink and all of a sudden they're at six. I don't think I've seen past like three. I can't even remember three. I barely can remember like two. The The one that really sticks in my head is number one, like the OG. And can we just take a moment to like tip of the hat to Mr. West Craven for being like all time like... All like not not all of his stuff is great, right? Like he's got some weird movies, but the ones that work are amazing. And one that really works is Scream. Like first of all, let's give it up to West Raven for pulling off something that's like probably impossible to do today, and is like borderline impossible when he did it. Like he was probably like the last dude that could have gotten away with it. To do something so fucking, like, Alfred Hitchcockian, like, to be like, dude, that movie was sold as, like, Drew Barrymore is the fucking main character in this movie. When you pull up the poster, her fucking headshot is the biggest one on the poster. Dude, they did an amazing misdirect of, like, really being like, oh, Check out this Drew Barrymore chick. She's like this new up-and-comer. She's going to be the main star of this like slasher film. And then, boom, first five minutes of the movie, she's fucking brutally murdered. It's just like, oh, shit. That is like the closest to the opening scene of Psycho that any movie will ever get to. It is so impossible to have a twist that in, like, oh, uh, huge misdirect like that right at the beginning of the film uh to market it like have all the poster and everything like it is insane um crazy that he was able to pull it off and it is like that i think that's what makes that movie so fucking killer is like man you just i mean it's hard to appreciate it now looking back to the site how do you not know about Drew Barrymore right with her fucking bowl cut like that scene is so iconic now it's so iconic that like I mean, the scary movie franchise, like, blasted from those films, which is also, like, I feel like what kind of hurts the Scream franchise is it like, the scary movie franchise was so fucking good that, like, it actually kind of hurt Scream a little bit. Like, Scream was so, like, Scream was fucking scary, dude. That, that's, like, legit crazy psycho like that part where they're stabbing each other at the end to like set it up like that is like legit psycho 
real craziness. Like, like it had that touch of realness where you're just like, oh, this is like, we're dipping a toe into reality and it's like getting a little off putting. Um, but yeah, to have something that good and then it's just like, oh man, scary movie was so fucking great too that like it, <laughs> it like made the, the scream mask almost not as scary because like, you know, that whole part where he's like, they have like the stone one, like eh, the scream face all stoned. Like it takes away some of the menacingness. Um, but yeah, like I said, I haven't seen like so many of the stream movies. I would have no clue what is going on now that they're in the big city, New York, New York. But I'm probably going to still see it. I am going to try to do like a rewatch of like, you know, I'll try to do like one through five. And it's probably going to be brutal. Uh, is what's her name even in? sits um nev campbell is she even gonna is she even alive in the franchise like i literally don't know like i know courtney cox is like um courtney cox or is it courtney ah man oh this only ever happens like literally when i'm recording what's that guy's name the guy who's like the cop david Something with an A, dude. All right, I gotta look it up because it's gonna make me want to blow my brains out. Uh, scream. Because it, it's Courtney Cotts. Arquette. Uh, before I even have to look it up, boom, I knew it was an A. David Arquette, Courtney Arquette. I think they got married. Whatever. I know that Courtney Arquette or Courtney Cotts, whatever she goes by, she's in the new one. So I know that her character lives. I don't know if David Arquette, Jamie Kennedy, does Jamie Kennedy die? I don't know. Um, yeah, this is like good reasons why I guess I need to rewatch the old ones. Uh, cause I'm pretty sure if I went into the sits, I'd probably be lost as hell unless they're doing like a clean cut. Like, all right, boom, let's get out of wherever those movies were set and let's move to the Big Apple and start like a whole new franchise. Um, it's interesting. We'll see. We'll see what's, we'll see how it looks. Uh, oh, also saw the uh, trailer for Haunted Mansion, Disney's newest film coming out, Haunted Mansion, which is one of those ones that's like so tricky, Disney. You really have to walk a fucking tightrope with that. That's like, it's a Disney movie, so we're marketing it mostly towards children, but it's also about like a haunted mansion. So it's like, you want it to be scary and full of ghosts, but you don't want to traumatize children. And I feel like, you know, you try to capture the ride, right? The ride is a good, perfect down the middle of like, this isn't too scary or like morbid, but it's also, you know, not too silly and ridiculous. It's like right in that sweet spot. And this upcoming movie looks like it's also digging right into that sweet spot. Um, man, I cannot remember the first one, the Eddie Murphy one. I remember it not being good. I remember not enjoying it. I feel like the fact that I haven't seen it in like, when did it come out? 10 years ago? The fact that it's never popped up since then is a good sign that it's not that great. This one, however, looks very promising. I mean, just the cast alone. Let's look up the cast, because I know that for sure 
It's starring Rosario Dawson, who which is like, all right, you're starting on the right foot. Haunted. Can't type and podcast at the same time. Haunted Mansion. There we go. Okay, so yeah, Rosario Dawson, who, oh, this just got even better. So Rosario Dawson, who I already knew about, um, because she's in the trailer. And then Lakeith Stanfield, who's like, dude, anything that guy is in is golden. So it's like, hell yeah, throw him in the mitts as well. Got some interesting people who don't show up in the trailer. I mean, Danny DeVito does, who it's like, as soon as I saw Danny DeVito, I'm like, boom, you got me. Boom, you got me. All you had to do was throw in Danny DeVito and you got my money. Like, I'm so sold on Danny DeVito. Owen Wilson, I was also pretty sold on. Anytime you throw in Owen Wilson, I'll fucking go see it. Wow. (laughs) I'm down, dude. But this, which I didn't know until right now, really sells it. Because you could have taken away the Danny DeVito, take away the Owen Wilson. And this still sells it. And this is that Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be Madame Leota, which who I'm assuming is the floating head fortune teller lady, but Jamie Lee Curtis as the floating head fortune teller lady? Fuck yeah, dude. Jamie Lee Curtis as whatever the fuck you want to do, anything you do, I'm down, Jamie Lee, because JLC is the best. Um, But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Let's see who it's directed by. Justin Simeon? Who's known for Dear White People and Bad Hair. All right, it's not a bunch of filmography, but it looks promising. It looks very cool. It looks like it is walking that tightrope of, like, you know, Disney, but still spooky, spooky Disney. So hopefully it's good. I don't know. We'll see. But thank you so much for tuning in for the in between podcasts i've been trying to stretch out the time and i think i did pretty good on this one um i was really really taking it easy on myself like i was doing like a hard 15 minutes and then i started kind of slacking and like doing like 10 minutes but i'm really trying to push it to 25 minimum 25 to 30 is right in that sweet spot so Thank you so much for tuning in. As we said at the beginning, hey, you don't like this face, but you like this voice. Well, hey, check us out on Spotify. Check us out wherever you download your podcast. And if you haven't already, hit that like and subscribe button. It's much appreciated. I am your host as always, Kyle McLemore. We'll see you next time on the pod.